Welcome to Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers became dads and now we're looking for cheat codes. Welcome to episode 30, everybody, for the third week of May. As usual, I am your host, Chris, and joining me is Brian! Yeah! <laughs> you did that wrong. It's supposed to be like Rumble Man. You're coming oh, in sorry. at 240 pounds. Coming in at 240 awesome. pounds. 5 foot 11. Out of way of Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> coming, Brian! And there you go. There that you was go. a lot. Alright, cool. My feet will feel stroked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Before we get into the show, everybody remember that Gaming Dad 101 goes live every single Wednesday on podcast services around the world. Make sure to subscribe to get all the episodes as soon as they are posted. And while you're there, make sure to drop us a rating because it helps get more ears to our show and our show to more ears. And it's a beautiful pairing to do it that way. I don't want to cut ears off and put them in a show. That's weird. No, no, no. We, we want ears to come to our show and our show to get to other ears that, that's how the ears come to the show brian don't poke holes in this this is this is for the betterment of the show <laughs> all right before we get started actually i want to ha- have an ad that i want to read this is an unpaid ad but it's an ad for a friend so we're doing this for him our friends yeah. over at emerald emerald dragon games are going to be hosting a silent auction next month on j- starting june 1st uh, where they're doing this. It's a silent auction for the Navy Operational Support Centers. Uh, Children's Winter Holiday Party. Jesus, try to say that five times fast. Navy Operational Support Centers, Children's Winter Holiday Party. Ah, I did it at least once. Uh, 100% yeah. of the proceeds for this are going to go to the NOSC um, to help kids for that um, holiday party. There are multiple dates. We shared this uh, on our part on our personal Facebooks, of course, and uh, we did share this in the group. So if you are a listener of the show and you happen to be located in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, and you want to check that out, remember that Emerald Games are over uh, on Fleming Island. Uh, They're run by a great group of people, very generous people, very nice. Uh, Brian can attest to that. He's much, much better friends with them than I am. Uh, But I highly recommend that you consider going to this auction because, again, it's not even it's not even for them. 100 percent of it is going to the kids. So what better? Even if you're interested in finding like a mom and pop shop to do your shopping, they have an online store as well at EmeraldDragonGames.com. You can check that out for them, too. Definitely. So now that we have that out of the way, um, once again, welcome, guys. Welcome, Brian. How's your week been going, man? I've barely talked to you this week. Pretty good. We uh, explored a little bit more of the island with a new friend who uh, also babysat for us yesterday. So Maria and I got to go have dinner for Mother's Day. That was awesome. Speaking of Mother's Day, I would like to apologize to all the moms out there that listen to the show. I And this is true in my private life as well. I 130% thought Mother's Day was this coming week. So (laughs) I apologize that we didn't say something sooner on last week's episode. If you are one of the moms that happened to listen to the show, thank you for listening. Welcome to the show. And happy belated Mother's Day. Um, Again, I'm a guy and apparently I'm an idiot when it comes to dates. But yeah, that, that was a thing that actually happened. Bro, you're on your phone like a good third of your life. You didn't have a, like a reminder pop up. You you forget, Brian, and a lot and a lot of people don't know this, but I'll go ahead and I'll share this. I don't celebrate anything. Remember, <laughs> I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't really celebrate Christmas. This is my own. It's my own personal thing. Before anybody reaches out, it's not religious. It's not any of that. It's just my own personal thing. So I it's don't really weird. celebrate. I'm just weird. I don't really celebrate anything. So 
when it comes to dates and, and things of that nature, it's a lot, it's very hard for me to like notice that things are happening to the point where sometimes my birthday comes up and I have no idea my birthday is coming up. So I tend to be reminded lately because of my beautiful, lovely wife who happens to let me know that my birthday's coming up. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, completely phases my memory, man. So I apologize, but thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a great mother's day. Um, and yeah, I, again, I'm sorry for not saying it sooner. So go on, Brian. How, what, what else did you do? Ah, uh, man. Well, <laughs> we went to a beach over on like the eastern side of the island we were going (laughs) we were going to go on this hike and my wife neglected to check like the incline (laughs) and this thing goes up like a thousand feet (laughs) oh wonderful we had this we we just got a one of those side-by-side running strollers and we were trying to get that up the yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> so, so we we just went to the beach there, and the, the water's beautiful. We got pictures up on Facebook. It's like crystal clear. You know, one That's of those crazy. where like you want to like put a snorkel on and like go under the water and see what's down there. But uh, other than that, it was really cool. It's been a good week. Been busy. We've got our stuff in the house. Sweet, about time. We're man. just. Yeah, we're just sorting everything out. You know, the the struggle of moving in is reorganizing your life, right? Yeah, pretty much, unfortunately. And and the problem is, is that you did so much between the time that you took everything apart to now that you're putting everything back together that it's got to kind of feel weird. Yeah, like where there's like for anyone listening, the house that we lived in before we moved here is probably literally half the size of the house we just moved into. This house is pretty big. It's the biggest sweet. one that either of us have lived in, honestly, which is great. But uh, there's little weird things going on here and there with like our old stuff. For instance. Oh, I have, thought you were about to say it's haunted. No, no. It's, <laughs> Maria thought the old house was haunted. Now <laughs> she's kidding about this one because the lights flicker. But uh, we have like the shelf that we had in the old house. Nolan... My oldest calls it the purple house. Uh, the purple house, we had a like a four four piece shelf that was in the kitchen, and now we're here in this house and we're like, whoa, we have literally no use for this thing and nowhere to put it. So we turned it into a coffee station. Nice, that's not bad. But you know, like weird things like that. I guess it's just weird. Moving from one place to another and realizing that it is a different place, so your life isn't going to fit into it quite the same as it did in the other place. Well, no, it never really does. And, I mean, it would be to an extent kind of weird if it did. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Just just the way that I see it, it's nothing is ever going to fit exactly the same everywhere, you know? So I don't... I'm not surprised, but at least you have all your stuff, and now you guys can start filling in those holes and kind of feeling like you're actually at home now. Yeah, and we got a 50-inch TV in the living room, which is great. Oh, damn. That, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> we lucked out on that. It was like 300 bucks for a Vizio 50-inch TV. Nice. Well, welcome to Vizio. I happen to love them. They're, they're, I have a Vizio. I had a Vizio before. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, no. Okay. So, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so moving on from that, dude, I finally rolled credits on God of War. And let me tell you, it is such a masterpiece. Like, 
that game was made for like this show and i really want to do a spoiler cast so i've been talking about it with a picky gamer dad because he's played it brian i really wish you could play this so that we could do one but this this game touches on everything that made us even want to start the show the relationship between the father and his son watching it grow watching the turbulent times watching him get past it watching him grow as a father watching the kid grow as a child like th- this game was just 100 percent about that relationship like th- well, the rest is like extra in my opinion in my eyes you know what i mean it- it's a perfect game in my eyes well let's push the story of the father-son story to the side because we've covered it so mm-hmm. much what are some other things that like really stuck out to you that that you you want more of in that games? I, I want all of it, bro. Like at this point, like the story was rich. It was over twenty some hours. I think it. I haven't checked my clock, but I know that I took minimum twenty three, twenty four hours uh, to play through the actual story. And there's still more stuff. There's still unlocking more stuff afterwards there's stuff that you can only do after you finish they the game is just beautiful the storytelling is great i wish there was more areas to visit i wish there was more story to tell but essentially what this game left me with was the feeling that there is going to be a next one you know that there will be a you know god of war whatever number they call it this time it might be to some extent this kind of felt like they were restarting you know what i mean so it could be a god of war 2 you know this was never called god of war 4 or what yeah 4 because there were three prior to this one or three major ones prior to this one but if they were to restart it would not surprise me at all to me this is by far an entirely new series that stands completely on its own from the originals i've heard that there's like a bunch of hidden bosses that you can go find and fight um they're not i guess they're bosses sure you can look at them that way um but essentially they're valkyries so what you run into is you run into the valkyries of um asgard and they for some reason which i be honest with you didn't fully understand they are trapped in their locations and they're hidden throughout the map that you can find you can find them and run into them at any point um throughout your journey just by exploring and they're just in random cave you know caves all over the place i personally ran into two of them um before i finished the game um the first one i completed and i i basically i sat there no lie for about an hour getting my butt handed to me until finally finally i got her and the satisfaction that i got i'm not i'm not the type of person that enjoys dark souls i'm not the type of person that enjoys those games i don't like sitting there grinding for hours to defeat one boss but for some reason this game made it fun for some reason this game made it engaging and at the end of it the satisfaction that i got from defeating them was insane okay i've never felt more accomplished than when i defeated this valkyrie (laughs) the second valkyrie well, the first Valkyrie, I ended up doing it and I ended up focusing on it so much because I essentially was playing the game. I ran into her, I got killed, and then I had to leave. I can't remember what it was, but something happened in life that I had to put my remote down and walk away. When I came back, like a day or two later, I was still obviously in the same location. But by then, I forgot 
what I was doing. I forgot that I went exploring. I thought that I was on path for the main quest. And then one thing that I did for some reason in this game, even though I've played a whole mess of other, you know, quests and games, games that involve quests and tracking quests, and for some reason, I never once really went to the quest log. I did everything based on the map. So when I opened the map, my quest was right by me. So in my eyes, I'm in the path to get to where I need to go. This thing is in front of me. I need to go through it. You know what I mean? And I sat there for an hour and a half. And when I finally defeated her, I had the amazing satisfaction that I finally defeated her. And then I walked outside and go, oh, crap. This isn't even on the route of where I need to go. <laughs> then oh, the, the second one that I ran into, I realized they are not ever going to be hidden on a way to something that the game requires you to do because of how difficult they are. But the second one barely would even let me take a breath. Okay. It was one of those cases where she was one hit killing me within 30 seconds of the fight starting. Wow. And Man, that sounds like they're pretty intense. <clears throat> yeah, no, they they are super intense. And um that one I tried I want to say for about 10 minutes and then I go, "Nope, I don't Nope, I'll come back to it. <laughs> I'll come back to it. I need to level up a little more." And even though I even though I'm a pretty good level and I'm pretty high up there, like I'm just not high enough. You know what I mean? Um, but aside from that, of course, the good thing in this, I will spoil because it's not story driven and it's not about the story itself is that when you get to the end and you roll credits, you are then shown on the map where they are. So even if you miss them, now you can go back and you can free them that way. So it's a lot. The sad part is that it kind of takes away from the, the exploration of it and trying to find them that way. The good thing is that, well, you now have their locations. Forget finding them. Go beat them, you know? So that makes it pretty cool. But the story, like, the problem is I can't, you can't talk about the story without spoiling much. You know what I mean? But the way that the story was, was done, the twist and the turns, there's a twist. You grab and you, you, you get to the final area. You complete your main task and you learn this entire back history twist convoluted knot of a story that was hiding in the background, but at the same time in plain sight. And then credits start to roll. And then as the credits start to roll, another twist in it. And then you have like this final convoluted, like, jaw dropping what the hell did just just happen type of moment like there's no way in hell like how it did i not know this sooner how did i not put this together sooner and then you're like I'm okay sorry, the note you said no way in hell and that could be like h-e-l like yeah North no that's, that's, that's actually exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i meant um, and then at the end of it then then you roll credits, okay, cool. Then there turns out to be an after credit scene that a lot of people don't know about. I'm going to spoil this part, too, because you have to do something to get it. Essentially, the this is what I'll spoil is how-to, just in case. Well, the how-to is by going home. That's what you need to do. Because when you finish, when you roll credits, you don't end up back at your house. You end up back on the main tower. 
in the in the middle tower of, of the main map essentially everybody who's played it will know you end up there what you need to do to get the final secret ending or the after credits whatever you want to call it is you have to go to your house where this whole game started and that triggers a scene that predicts the future essentially and that scene essentially caused myself my wife my oldest son to freak out drop what we were doing and go holy crap and just screamed it it's like what i what what but like what and it was just it was crazy man it's just it's an insane thing if you want to i'll tell you off air since you know, you playing it will take a while, and you got to get a PlayStation still. I'm but, down. Oh yeah, my we're close God, in on that, by the way. So we'll probably have a PlayStation in the next week or so. Nice. All right. First I'm game you get, yeah, God of War. Yeah. Well, Monster Hunter and God of War. No, God of War first, Monster Hunter later. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. So, yeah. So that basically sums up my week, man. And, again, I, I can't recommend it enough. The competition for Game of the Year this year, as I've mentioned already, it's going to be insane. So, now that we've got, you know, I promise I won't be talking about God of War going forward unless we're doing, you know, talking about Game of the Year type stuff. So, before uh, we get going, we're going to go into the news. Now, remember, as we've mentioned, E3 has is coming up. And we are, of course, experiencing more rumors, more leaks, and more of that uh, than we are, you know, actual news. There's going to be some here. There's going to be some there. A lot of it are rumors. One of the things that we did post, we went ahead and we posted um, the what we mentioned last week, a thread where we would like all our listeners and, of course, our members of the Facebook group. And if you're not a member of the Facebook group, go to Facebook.com, look up Gaming Dad 101, uh, go join that group uh, so you can participate in the conversation. Um, where I want everybody to go ahead and post their E3 predictions, anything that you predict will happen, anything that you look forward to happening. Even if you have like these like apple pie in the sky, random dreams that you want to, you know, that you're thinking of like, oh, I wish they would do something. Go ahead and put it there. If you think that it may, you know, make E3 better, whatever the case, we want to hear it. We want to see it. We're going to be doing a sport, uh, not a spoiler cast. We're going to be doing a prediction episode for E3 coming up. Um, we're finalizing the date, hopefully by next week's episode. That way we can let you guys know. But we're going to be reading your predictions on air. We're going to be discussing predictions of our own, things we want to see, uh, things that we hope are there that we, you know, we're going to be discussing a lot of everything that of E3 that has come out so far up to that date. And then, of course, you know, going into E3 and you see how we did with that, with our predictions. So that's going to be coming up. But make sure to go ahead and post your predictions over at the facebook group <clears throat> anything you'd like to add to that brian oh man uh <laughs> three weeks i think we're at three weeks now until e3 well e3 starts the first conference microsoft conference is going to be starting on june 10th so we actually have one two three three and ish well three and ish ish weeks <laughs> yeah the ish is basically what's left of this week so such an accurate measurement i know right <laughs> so all right we're gonna start the news this week with one of the rumors uh posted over at screen rant where a poster on 4chan claims that he has details to an upcoming superman video game from rocksteady studios now it's one of those things that 
Again, it was posted on 4chan. It's a massive rumor. There is absolutely nothing that has been leaked or come out to collaborate the story. But it is one of those things that would be really neat to think about. But what what gets me and what I'm confused about and what I'm more curious about is the fact that the person who posted this goes into quite a bit of detail and saying that, one, that Rocksteady is going to be announcing it soon, possibly within E3, but it was made by Rocksteady, apparently using Unreal Engine 4. It's going to be a big open-world metropolis, apparently three times the size of Arkham uh, Knight with a lot more buildings. I don't know why that was uh, put there. Uh, you're not going to be able to play as Clark Kent, and the main villain is going to be Brainiac. Um, let me see. They're going to be semi-destructible environments. Uh, combat system integrates flying as well, similar to DBZ, uh, and of course is set within the Arkhamverse. Now, the part that I find fascinating about this is that, one, I would love to play a Rocksteady game based on Superman. With everything that they've done with Batman, I, I would be 100% on board for this game if existed. I don't think so, man. Oh, no, of course it's I'm fake. Just, I, I don't think it's... I don't think well, it's, no, I mean, like, I wouldn't be... I'm, I mean, I feel like it's fake, but I wouldn't be interested in a Superman game like that because... I don't a Superman. So Superman games have had the same curse as Batman games all the way up until Arkham. Is that they've just been trash, and it's so hard to do Superman right as far as like video game mechanics and things like that because he's such a. It's so hard for one because his story is all over the place with how strong he is or how strong he isn't. You know, some cases he can clap the universe out of existence. In other cases, he can barely lift up a family. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, what lore do you pick to stick to? And then, like, how is the fighting going to work? Because he's not like Batman where he has interesting things that he can do with his gadgets and his martial arts and things like that. He's just a straight-up brute strength punch the shit out of you until you're down basically kind of fight like how do you how do you make that interesting well i think you're also caught up a little bit into comparing it too much to what they what their work is with batman as you mentioned rocksteady is the one who broke the curse of batman where batman games were just not entertaining until they took over it so realistically, when it comes down to it, they are the studio that I would trust to bring me a good Superman game. Now, in terms of what you can do without tying it to anything, I kind of think to some extent sky is the limit. But yeah, you are right. The, the sad thing about it is that you're going to have a lot of, okay, go rescue this person. Okay, go rescue that person. And it's going to be the repetitive gameplay that people are not going to get tired of. So that is the challenging part is how do you make it interesting? But Nevertheless, the, as a rumor, I personally would love to see it coming from Rocksteady because I think that they could pull off something interesting. What that is, honestly, I don't know. But I would love to be able to play more as Superman and find a way that it could be entertaining to play as him. You know what I mean? They're doing – I don't know. For some reason, I, I would like to think that – if you're coming out with a game similar to Anthem, for example, that you know hasn't come out yet, but it is slated to come out next year, it could kind of be similar. You know, there, there is a lore of Superman going in to fight wars, not necessarily to be the machine to destroy things, but to protect people, to protect. You know what I mean? So, 
there's a rich history there. There's also the openness that realistically they don't have to stick to any one story so they could turn it into a superman goes evil or into a create your own superman you know what i mean type of a deal where what your actions impact what you know what you become i think that they are ways of doing it i just again that is something for much smarter people than you and me to figure out (laughs) yeah that's right i just hope i just hope he's such a important character to superheroes overall that I hope that it does it justice. Well, you know what I mean? ironically if, enough, if when you say, thing. when you say it does it justice, it reminds me of injustice. Do you remember the story of injustice? Nobody has oh, ever yeah. seen Superman portrayed in that light. You know what I mean? So why not do something darker? Why not do something like that? Because I think part of the reason why Superman is cursed is because everybody constantly thinks of Superman as the golden shining hero. You know what I mean? And while I know that it's tough for people to look at Superman as anything other than that, it would be interesting to see the Man of Steel from a different perspective. Maybe do almost like a uh, a uh, Dishonored style story where like there's like five different endings <clears throat> depending on how your actions roll out. Yeah, and something like that would be interesting. So, unfortunately, like I said, it's one of those rumors, but Again, with E3 coming up, this is one of those rumors that I do like to kind of bring up. So what will you, what do you guys think? Would you guys check, you know, play a Superman game? What would you like to see in a Superman game? Go Make sure to go ahead and tell us on the post for the episode for this week because I am curious to get some opinions in terms of what you'd expect and what you'd like to play. Now, moving on, I have two news articles that kind of go hand in hand. First, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys the bad news. For everybody that is a Nintendo Switch owner, we got plan- we got recent confirmation that, unfortunately, the virtual console is no more. There is never going to be a version of the virtual console coming to the Switch uh, based on what a Nintendo spokesperson said. As a matter of fact, I quote, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under Virtual Console banner, as has been done in other Nintendo systems. Now, what I would like to point out about this is that the words that he said were very carefully chosen. There are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner. What that says is, to me at least, is that they will come back with classic games there will be classic games that are going to come out that you will likely be able to purchase for your system however they're just not going to be called virtual console what that's going to take you know what shape that is going to take that is yet to be seen however we did receive news um, from nintendo as well about the switch online classic nes lineup essentially nintendo is going to be launching their online service coming this september uh where they do have different pricing um, structures uh which we'll discuss in a minute but the nintendo online service for the switch is going to have access to a selection of classic video games from the nes era as part of the subscription service uh and they are promising 20 nes games that will be available when nintendo switch goes online in september now those games that are promised so far, we only have 10 that are confirmed. They have the original soccer, the original tennis, the original Donkey Kong uh, for the NES, the Mario Brothers, the Super Mario Brothers, 
They have Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, The Legend of Zelda. Oh, my God. How did I mispronounce that one? Zelda. Legend of (laughs) Zelda, apparently. And Super Mario Brothers 3. So those are some, one, they're very classic games, and two, they're a pretty good lineup to start with. We still don't know what the other ten are going to be, but... I feel pretty confident that essentially all what used to be the virtual console is most likely just going to be similar to this online service that has basically been called a Netflix style of online gaming. Was the Blaster Master and Battletoads? <clears throat> okay, I'm sure that they're coming, but <laughs> let's face it: the only game that anybody cares about is Duck Hunt. All right. All right, you can get out of here with that negativity. <laughs> Dude, I've been wanting a Duck Hunt game for so long, but nobody knows where the rights to Duck Hunt are. There are several people who think they own the rights, but at the end of the day, nobody really knows who owns it, and that is the reason why Duck Hunt has never come back. But moving aside from that, what do you think, Brian? Like, What games? What other 10 games would you like to see? So we got, we got two, Battletoads, and which was the other one? Zelda or Battletoads and Blaster Master and Blaster Master. Uh, okay, I got you. Castlevania. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Past that, <laughs> there's See, so many games. There's Ninja, a lot. Ninja Turtles. The dude, the original Ninja Turtles is one of the hardest games in the freaking existence. I still have it for my Wii. For my, so Ninja my it, they're they're ridiculous, but yeah, I mean. All of these games are going to be updated to have online functionalities, as I understand it, and, and what oh. Nintendo has been putting out. Um, because they're going to have it includes co- um, competitive or cooperative multiplayer, uh, and or you can even take turns with friends and stuff of that nature. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. What I like the most about the Nintendo um, online service is the pricing. Now, I did have this somewhere. I can't find it, so feel free to correct us if I'm wrong. But from my understanding, you can pay the basic price of $20 a year, and that would cover you for the Nintendo online service. Or if you are a family, and this is what excites me the most, and I'm so happy Nintendo did this because I believe it can carry over to the other competitors. If you have a family, as the majority of our listeners, $35 a year will get you membership for the entire family gaming on your switch so the only problem is that if they switched if you were to move to another switch in this um because one of the things that they're including too with this membership is you get to back up your data your save files uh on the cloud and then download them on a new switch if need be etc one of the things that they um that you would have to do is if you get a new switch or some somebody else wants to use that switch, that switch will need a new plan. But aside from that, I love the idea of a family plan that for $35, the entire family is covered. Right now, neither PlayStation nor Xbox have those out for people where you can have a family plan. For example, we now have two PlayStations. My wife would require her own you know, account in her own, excuse me, her own PS plus account to be able to access a lot of the PlayStation plus stuff, unless there's, you know, a whole mess of trickery that you can do, et cetera, et cetera. 
but my point is is that they don't give you an option for an entire family to be included in it, which I think is great. So the fact that Nintendo's putting that out there, I think would eventually impact the other consoles. Well, the Xbox already has something like that, except that you don't have to pay for the whole family. You can just have multiple profiles set up on your home console, and whoever <clears> can use that. Uh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't the thing is, if there's something for like separate consoles in the house, though. That's the problem. It's the separate consoles in the house. So, like PlayStation has the same thing. As long as anybody anybody that games on my primary PlayStation can access whatever I own. But if it's not the primary PlayStation, then nobody can access it. So, for example, my wife's uh, PlayStation. If I set up my wife's PlayStation as my primary uh, PlayStation, she can play whatever content I own. That's cool. But if then my oldest son goes on to my PlayStation Pro, because my Pro is not labeled as my PlayStation or my primary console, he cannot access everything. So if then he turns around and makes the PlayStation 4 Pro the main one, then my wife can't access everything. And that is the problem. I wish that they would come out with a way that you either have a family plan where you can have, you know, up to X amount of names or, you know, additional X amount of money for uh, additional profiles where those profiles are covered and you can use whatever, you know, you have. Or even if they made it in a way that if the consoles are located within the same IP address, that you can go ahead and play whatever's there. You know what I mean? That would yeah. be pretty interesting. So the fact that Nintendo's the first one out of the gate with something that will appease and will help families like that, I think is going to be the gateway for other people to do it as well. Yeah, I, I can't see the other consoles not trying to make something like that too. You know, because th that just makes too much sense. It really does. Well, you got to think of it this way, too. Nintendo has been the trendsetter in pretty much everything. So if they start with this, I'm sure that it'll it'll take up. You know what I mean? And it'll kind of go forward with that. So hopefully they do. Because I, I really would like it if PlayStation got their act together and hooked up my wife and I to be able to play everything without having to buy duplicate games here and there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I wouldn't mind having that for Xbox would be great. <clears throat> exactly. So, all right. So, speaking of Xbox, with that segue, we have another rumor, which I happen to think is awesome. Um, there's an alleged new Xbox One controller that is being put out, but this one is focused on accessibility. So, this new controller has been designed. Um, first of all, I'll tell you what it looks like. It kind of looks like um, if you look at a DJ table where you have two discs. It's very similar. You have two discs next to each other. You have some of the classic Xbox, you know, controllers. Like you have the D-pad. You have um, the uh, Xbox. Um, I forgot what that button's called, Brian. You got to help me out. The one with the X on it. Is that your home button? Uh, yeah, the middle button isn't really like the home button. It opens up like a separate menu that you can go to home from. Okay, so, so the quick access like button, basically. Yeah, quick access, basically, okay. is a good way to put it. Well, the idea behind this controller is that the two pads that are next to each other that look like giant discs 
um, can be programmed and mapped to whatever command is needed so that this is essentially for um, handicapable gamers to be able to enjoy certain games that they wouldn't be able to enjoy otherwise if they had to hold an actual controller. So what I love the most about this is that it's, it seems, based on the rumor, that Xbox is the one doing it officially an Xbox controller as opposed to a third-party um company that has done these in the past so that is actually um pretty fascinating because it 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 shows that charities out there like abled gamers have been making an impact where trying to get people that are unfortunately dealing with issues to be able to play games and and get games into the hands of more people because at the end of the day Games can be healing. Games can be something to teach. Games can be something to help you cope. Games can be a lot of things, and they deserve to be in people's hands. Yeah, uh, that's pretty exciting for me, man, because I remember when I worked at a game store that, like, I can think of at least three or four regulars <clears throat> that were, uh, you know, they, they would have, like, a crippled hand or even no hand and things like that, and there was literally certain consoles they couldn't even play just because of the way the controller was set up so the fact that microsoft is making that i mean this is right after they remade the dude which is my favorite controller of all time it's that fat boy original xbox controller oh yeah that that's actually beautiful and they have a freaking led screen in the middle of it where the xbox button is but uh the, yeah, like Microsoft is really doing a lot of interesting things recently to really make gaming more accessible to everybody. Between like the Game Pass and these new controllers, and you know, it's, it's just it's good to see Microsoft trying to innovate like Nintendo used to, or Nintendo does. <clears throat> you know, trying to push the bill a little bit. I agree. Like I said, Microsoft has been doing a lot of things to kind of get that goodwill, and it's showing, and it's just going to be able to. You know what I mean? It's it's going to keep going. So I'm glad that they're doing that. Now, we do have another uh, rumor that has come out where Eurogamer has reported that Retro Studios, the makers of Donkey Kong Country, uh, Tropical Freeze, and Metroid Prime Trilogy, are developing a Star Fox spin-off racing game, uh, possibly titled Star Fox Grand Prix. Do you think anybody cares about Star Fox anymore, especially after the how much the last game tanked? You're talking about that Star Fox where you played as Fox walking around with a staff and all that kind of stuff? No, Star Fox Adventures was actually underrated, and I actually enjoyed that game. I'm talking about the one um, uh, uh, for, the the, for the Wii U, yes. I can't remember like the Star name. Star Fox was. Zero or something That's like that. That's the one, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of hardcore fans out there. Because that was like one of the first... like really cool 3D fighter games that you could play with Star Fox. And I think that's what people really want to see again, you know, because that was the first, one of the first, like, 3D fighters that you could play and, you know, do all kinds of cool stuff in. It was really thrilling, and I think people want that again, you know, to have Fox flying around, well, blow stuff up. What I find interesting about this is that it would be a racer. So it kind of, for some reason, the, the vision that I'm getting is very similar to, you know, like a Wipeout or something. It, it's like kind of F-Zero. what a... Like an F-Zero, yes. Is that F-Zero Wipeout? I, I, for some reason, I keep getting the name Wipeout in my head, but yes, F- F-Zero, essentially, where you're, it's just one of those racers that is going way too fast for you to try to keep up. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah. what I get 
in mind. I don't know why Racer just doesn't do it for me. I, I kind of wish like it was more like dogfighting or something like that. You know what I mean? Only because yeah. then at that point you're you're actually fighting with people. You're actually using strategy. Uh, and I understand that the strategy to racing games, but at the same time, like I don't know. Like I don't. I know that I would like to see more Star Fox. I just don't know that this is how I'd like to see him. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just. <laughs> I don't know if the rumor comes true or not. You know, then we'll really get to know. But I've always imagined just being, you know, a fighter blowing up tons of ships all at once. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's what I want to see again. Like I agree, and yeah. All right, so again, another one of those rumors that we're hoping we hear something about at E3 during the um, Nintendo box or Nintendo Treehouse. I can't remember what they're calling it this year. Um, the next and basically last article that we want to talk about is Walmart Canada, as I'm sure most of you have heard by now, accidentally leaked some unannounced E3 games. Now, of course, it's a rumor on whether they actually did leak some games or not because none of them have really been confirmed uh, among those games of course just cause 4 splinter cell dragon quest 2 lego dc villains borderlands 3 gears of war 5 uh, forza horizon 5 there's a new assassin's creed that's on there and there's oh wait rage 2 rage 2 that just got confirmed today may 14th with a trailer coming out the day before this episode goes live sadly the day after we're recording this episode Rage 2 has been confirmed, so that makes this whole list a hell of a lot more interesting. I mean, a lot of those are givens, and some of them are kind of weird because there hasn't been a Forza Horizon 4 yet. So some of them, I've, I've heard the list and heard some other people talk about it, and then there's a lot of typos and stuff in it. But Rage 2 was one of the games that was on that list. Rage 2 was one of the games that was on that list that nobody really knew anything about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, ju- let's go through the list. Just Cause 4. Honestly, I don't know how the Just Cause 3 did. Personally, one of my favorite games. Why one of my favorite games? Because Just Cause, literally. You have to, you have to pay zero attention to the story to have fun in that game. That game, for a very long time, was my de-stressor. I would come home stressed, I would turn on my PlayStation, I would get on Just Cause, and just blow crap up. Just spend the entire night blowing stuff up. That's it. I had no rhyme like or reason for Dynasty doing Warrior. <laughs> I had no reason, rhyme or reason for anything that I did other than, hey, big explosions and make more explosions and make it explode now. That's all I cared about. So Just Cause 4, I'm buying that. Day one. <laughs> like, I don't even care what the story's yeah. about. Splinter- like I said, there were some givens. A new Splinter Cell, we haven't had one in a while. Splinter Cell, so- we haven't had that in, one in a while, and I'm actually very excited about that. Hopefully, like there, that rumor has been circulating for quite a bit now, and I'm really hoping that it's true because we're overdue. I, I yeah, love we even my talked games. about it on an episode, too, because we were like, yeah, it would be cool to see like an origin story, to see how he became the super spy. Yep, I, I honestly, again, another one of those games that I enjoy enough that I don't even really care what the story is per se. I just, I want it to be good, clearly, but I don't, I don't care. Just tell me something new. Show me more of that world. You know what I mean? Um, Lego DC villains, that's kind of a given. That's one of those that's, that is 100% a given. Uh, Borderlands 3, that we've been, we've discussed on the show prior as well. Um, another one that I feel is kind of a given too. Um, Gears of War Five. 
I'm pretty sure that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, it's, if, if it doesn't get announced this year, guess what? It'll be announced next year. Um, yep. Forza Horizon uh, 5, that one, I don't know. And then Assassin's Creed is the one that <laughs> I would hope not, actually. Really? Yeah, dude. Think of it this way. Granted, you and I are the only people alive that do not like Origins. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. However... A lot of people did. The people who were able to get past all the crap that you and I refused to play through, those people loved it. So how did they get to that spot? They took a year off, and they focused on making the game. So for them to release a game last year and then turn around and release another one this year just tells me that they learned nothing from their time off. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, Ubisoft is a money machine, man. They crank it out. So it I is, but again, I, you go I back to be the least bit surprised. You you wouldn't be. I I honestly would be just because. Again, there the acclaim for Assassin's Creed uh, Origins was with you and I excluded was pretty big. I re, it reviewed pretty well. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people seemed to buy what they were selling. So why would they change that formula? Why not make sure that there's a quality product there? The only other thing I can think of is that somehow this game was also in development for two years and they just staggered their development. But at the same time, like it just, we were tired of Assassin's Creed to an extent. You gave us a break. People wanted the new one, but then you're not going to give people a break again. You're going to get fatigued very quickly. And unless like this game's going to have to be pretty damn impressive for me to care anymore. As much as I hate so, to say that, it's going to have to, you know, blow the socks out of the water. The only way I could see that they would make this game this year and it'd be good is that the rumor mill is that it's going to be in Greece. Okay, a lot of the stuff that was in Origins can be repurposed to make Greek, you know, layers and things like that. So it could make it easier for them to make a game fast. However, recycling that stuff would get kind of tedious because that's what happened in a lot of the other Assassin's Creed's. They were recycling textures and things like that. So the games kind of all looked about the same without too much reimagining, you know? Yeah. So who, who's, who, who's to say, like, they do that and it, it's a good game, you know? Well, I don't know, but... And another thing is that people really love the water aspects of the Assassin's Creed games with, like, 4 and Origins. Origins, I will say the, the ship's mechanic stuff was pretty fun. When uh, the What I got to play as, anyways. But Greece is all about water combat. <laughs> like, that's, like, a huge part of their history. Uh, so that might be an interesting thing. That that's might be why they're sticking to water areas, you know, if they go know. to groups. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see come the C3, and again, they're, they're going to have to bring their A game because I just think that the Assassin's Creed fatigue is coming in quickly, and people are just going to eventually get completely worn out. So if this game is not another, you know, if this game is not another Origins in the way that it was received, then... It, they're going to go away quickly. And the thing is, is, at the end of the day, I love this franchise, and I would hate to see it go away. But 
I can't blame anybody for being constantly exposed to it and not wanting to be, you know? Yeah. So, well, all right. That basically covers the news for this week, guys. Um, of course, before we leave, we like to leave you guys with a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of knowledge, and a little bit of what we learned this week on our journey as parents. So with that, uh, I would like to share this week's uh, gaming cheat code of the week. Uh, this week is a cheat code I've written myself. Uh, cheat code number 30 is called Stop, Rewind on the Play. And essentially, <laughs> this is uh, me born out of frustration uh, because while playing God of War, of course, there's a lot of details and stories that you're told and a lot of lore that they share, um, particularly from the head that you're carrying, Mimir. Uh, every now and then when you're doing something that, you know, you're exploring and kind of idle, uh, particularly when you're on your little um, canoe, he likes to tell you stories of lore and things of, you know, that the gods did and this and that. Uh, which, of course, because I have two children that love to play, I missed a lot of. Until I came to the realization that, wait, we can stream, we can save clips of this. My PlayStation is set to constantly be saving clips. So, hold on a second, let me check the tape. So I essentially grabbed and I hit my share button, and I was able to rewind on everything that I missed, therefore hearing it. So... I know that I'm not the first one and probably not the only one to have come up with this, but I wanted to share that because it's one of those things that when I remembered and when I figured out, oh, let me do this, I thought to myself, how the hell did I not do this before? <laughs> so well, there you go. There you go. No longer have to miss storylines. <laughs> okay? The systems are equipped to stream. <laughs> go ahead and rewind and don't miss it. Oh, God. I'm telling you, dude, it saved me from, like, three different things. And it actually gave, like, gave me important information on one of the quests I was doing. So it worked out quite nicely. <laughs> All Good. Right. Yeah. Can't wait to get a PlayStation. Like I said, probably a week or two. Well, let me know when you get it and let me know what you what game you get first. So, I'll, right. let every, I'll let everybody know. Oh, hmm. For sure, for sure. Because I need friends. <laughs> All right, Brian, before we leave, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to recommend? Uh, Killian apparently wants to plug something. He's so grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Bubba. Anyways, uh, nah, man. Just uh, if anyone ever gets a chance to come out here to Hawaii for cheap, do it. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thank you for joining us on episode 30. Remember to join us every Wednesday for a new episode. Make sure that you subscribe and rate us on podcast services all over the world. And remember that for this and other shows, you can check out our website at geekandcast.com or, even better, follow our Twitter at geekandcast. You can follow me on Twitter as well directly at visczen, that's V-I-S-C-Z-E-N. And you can follow Brian at GamingDadBrian on Twitter as well and see what ridiculous stuff he's posting. So thank you once again, everybody, for joining us on this week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yes, doodle.